yeah, as people start to trickle in, just want to say uh, thank you guys so much and, and welcome to the first ever Thorchain Community Weekly Livestream. Um, this is something we've been kind of kicking around, an idea we've been kicking around for a few weeks now with the Nine Realms team and others in the Thorchain community, and then just kind of came together really. You know, we've been doing uh, all the uh, different ecosystem projects have been doing different live streams in Discord and on Twitter spaces, and we've really come to appreciate the, the, the power that these things have to keep the community informed, engaged, and connected. And so it's a, it's a thrill and a joy to be launching this at really such a critical and exciting time for the ThorChain ecosystem. Um, and so with that, uh, Gavin, are you, uh, are you here? Yeah. Hey, Alan. How's it going, sir? How's your day going? Going great, you guys. It's been 24 hours since Ethereum has been restarted, so that's a good 24 hours. It's been a great 24 hours, and uh, we're excited to, to be diving into that and also excited to really introduce you and Nine Realms to the community. I think anybody that's following closely on Twitter or in, or in Discord, um, like the dev Discord, will, will be familiar with your work, but we're excited to, to give you a platform here to share more about the work you guys are doing. Stoked to stoked to be here and also stoked to just like to the first of many, right? Like it's kind of like the it's a new chapter in Thorchain's history. And so creating some of these rituals where we can get together as a community to share some of the updates and also ask questions. I think it's a great idea. So anyways, this is yeah, good call. Awesome. Uh, absolutely. And it's fun, too. I mean, it's, this stuff is, is just a, it's a good time to get, to get everyone together and, and to you know just jam on on. Thorchain and, and the protocol, the developments happening at the, uh, you know, at the protocol level, and then with Thorsec and the security, all the, all the updates around that, and then also to give all of the ecosystem projects and communities, community members a chance to share their updates and announcements. So, um, with that, I think let, we can hop in for some um, for some intros here. I think we have a few people on stage. I mean, I guess it's three of us. Thor Lady, who's also was also uh, instrumental in, in organizing this initiative, as, as she is with so many other initiatives in the ecosystem. She'll be hosting. She, she, it's, it's midnight for her now uh, in Asia. Um, but our intention for this call is to do this weekly, twice a week in U.S. time zones. So around this time, like morning or, or noon uh, U.S., and then twice, sorry, twice a month rather uh, for U.S. time zones, and then twice a month in Asia, and so we get the kind of global spread there to really kind of serve and, and reflect the the global nature of Thorchain and, and crypto more broadly. Um, but to start, let's do let's do a quick round of, of uh, intros here. Um, Gavin, do, do you want to give a, a super quick uh, intro about who you are and and the work you're doing with Nine Realms? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, hi everybody. I'm Gavin. Uh, uh, founder of Nine Realms. Um, so yeah, I've been in crypto for a while. Uh, started on the uh, engineering side. I was the first engineer at BitGo years ago. So I was building a lot of uh, security infrastructure with guys. Uh, but yeah, I've been active behind the scenes with protocols and teams for a long time. Um, and I've been uh, working with the ThorChain core team for the last couple of years behind the scenes as well. And then it kind of became apparent and started this year that something like Nine Realms would uh, need to exist in order Thorchain's a ma like a major layer one uh, that's emerging, and it, and as you build a major layer one like this, you've got a lot of surface area to cover. We've seen security come to the forefront, but there's a lot of other areas to execute on. So it's like, uh, it's like the things that kind of get you from the beginning all the way to the end. The movements need to change throughout, and it's like we had a couple. We had the first season of Thorchain. Everybody kind of knows what that looked like, and we've got a new season of Thorchain that's kind of starting to emerge. And so that's kind of where on the Nine Realm side. 
you know, we've got a team of 13 folks, a lot of engineering that we can bring a lot of firepower to this project and focus like a laser on it. So uh, love the ecosystem. And that's just a little bit of background. Absolutely. And, uh, and we appreciate you. You know, something that I noticed about Nine Realms, you know, the first time I saw you guys mentioned it was bringing institutional capital into ThorChain liquidity pools. And then through my work with the ThorStarter team uh, came to find that you were doing much more than that behind the scenes. First, just helping build, uh, invest and advise in ecosystem projects. And then after the summer's uh, series of, uh, uh, after the summer's events, uh, seeing the role that Nine Realms played in all the different initiatives to help uh, rebuild, strengthen, and harden the ThorChain network, um, you know the ThorChain community and the ThorChain team. We're really lucky to have uh, you guys in Nine Realms as uh, seriously some of the best backers and and community members and, and investors and boosters that a community could hope for. So thank you for all the work you're doing. Oh, thanks. And on the other side, like I don't know if people realize how special this and unique this community is. Like we're doing something extraordinarily unique in this domain. And I mean, ThorChain as a network and people are going to realize it as we, as we just build more and more of it. But as it becomes a backbone, people are going to realize like the nature of this community is, is why this thing is successful. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, so, so much about in crypto and the ThorChain community as well, it's emergent, right? Like it's, it's as much as possible and ThorChain stays very true to this ethos. It's, it's uh, working towards decentralization. There's planned obsolescence on the roadmap. Uh, but even before that, we're seeing so much like like this initiative and, and Nine Realms and ThorChat's DAO and all the ecosystem projects, the interfaces, the applications, the exchanges, the front ends are just community emergent. And they're not really being centrally planned or coordinated by like a core team. So, um, so yeah, and, and I think uh, yeah, this, this call as well is a, uh, is a reflection of that. Um, also just by way of quick introduction, I'm, I'm Zero X Wing. I'm the founder of runebase.org and the uh, ThorGuard's NFT project. I was an early contributor and investor in ThorChain from 2018. And, uh, and then now most of my work is around education and, uh, news and guides for the ThorChain ecosystem at RuneBase. I host the weekly RuneBase podcast. And then with the ThorGuard's NFT project, um, we're building a, a really fun uh, community galvanizing art NFT project. And you can learn more about those uh, on Twitter. Just search for like Base or, or ThorGuard's. Um, but yeah, we have a fun uh, kind of agenda here. We want to, it, it's a super exciting time for, for uh, ThorChain ecosystem. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in ThorChain with, uh, with, with Gavin here and others uh, in, the, in the ecosystem are invited to, uh, to request to join on stage. And we'll talk about everything that's happening, both at the core protocol level, the development status, um, Thorchain, Thorchain's you know, current place at an inflection point, uh, looking forward to the future, uh, what's looking forward to scaling, um, and then also ecosystem announcements. And so there's a lot going on um, in, the, uh, in the, all the ecosystem projects, including um, ThorSwap's IDO that was announced. We have members from the ThorSwap team here. Um, broker released a uh, Q4 roadmap. XDeFi wallet has launched publicly. So we have updates from some of the ecosystem projects. But with that, um, Gavin, you want to talk a little bit about this is something that, you know, we've been kind of talking about in, in just, you know, DMs about this, this inflection point that we're at for the ThorChain ecosystem. Uh, you know, it's the, the term next 100x for ThorChain is like kind of this like fun idea for this like uh, you know, this next chapter for what we're looking forward to for ThorChain. You want to talk a bit about like where we are in terms of this inflection point and, uh, and, and why this is such a critical time for ThorChain and, and what we have to look forward to? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's a really, so to give everybody kind of listening a little bit of context, one of the things, so, you know, uh, as he was mentioning, the, the kind of the, the community here has been completely emergent. So you got Thorchain as this just like heavy lifting asset backbone. It's taking care of all the, all the stuff that's just unsexy that nobody wants to do, like handling the idiosyncrasies of, of sending swaps across chains, all that type of stuff. Um, and so what it's left to the community are some of the pieces that are typically planned by a, by a, by a group, right? Like the, the interfaces, the different mid, like middleware layers, like Midgard, things like that. And so we've had, Thorchain has kind of had its first season, right? It's, it's had this like massive run up and to, to get to the place where we have this, this backbone that's actually working, right? Like when you think about something like Shapeshift, one of, you know, one of domestically uh, the, like the top companies, they've, they've, they run their infrastructure on Thorchain. That's a huge statement. And as more regulatory pressure and compliance, like this environment is going to keep moving this way. And so we've got this backbone, but we've got to strengthen it. We've also got to kind of start building this thing out. And so what's kind of become apparent to everybody, if you've been, if you've been watching, I'm guessing you feel this too, is that the next 100x for Thorchain looks different than our first 100x, right? The next, this next shift in growth of the ecosystem is going to look a lot different. And it's going to require, uh, you know, from our standpoint, it's going to require coordination uh, at a different scale and at a different level, which means, you know, community starting to show up and work on different aspects of this network and project in very different ways, right? We've kind of got, we've got a lot of interfaces that are starting to come together, but now it's kind of like, okay, coordinating with amongst those interfaces on who's going to start contributing to what libraries, who's going to be building what, who's going to take ownership for given areas, you know, above the core protocol and those types of things. So it's like, you know, if the first season was about, proving that things work and making sure that we can show the world, hey, Thorchain is, is, is and can do what it said it's going to do in terms of threshold signatures and going from native Bitcoin to, you know, native Ethereum or ERC-20, like that works and it works well. And we've been really spending the last chunk of time hardening the protocol. But, you know, for this next season, uh, it's really about everybody who's like everybody who's tuning in like this, this community, it's about us coming together to figure out and coordinate at a new level to make this possible because this will be one of the largest asset settlement backbones in all of crypto. And that's, that's quite a statement. Absolutely. And something that we're thinking through now, you know, in uh, with this next 100 X initiative is, is how to enable and how to empower more community members, more developers to first of all, understand about what's happening uh, both at the protocol level and at the ecosystem level, and then get involved, you know, have the resources to understand what's happening, to, to, to learn about the protocol, to see where there's opportunities uh, where they might, uh, where people might contribute. Um, and so like for, for now, like, do you have any thoughts on like, if someone's listening now and, and they're, they're interested in their engage, maybe they're a developer, maybe they're not a developer. Um, what, what are some of the ways that, uh, from your vantage point, cause I think you, you, as much as anybody might have like the most insight to what's needed, um, where, where right now can, can people learn about, learn about current status, learn about what's needed um, and help kind of see opportunities to, to help make that next 100X happen? Yeah, good question. Um, so in terms of contributions, one thing to say, like just right off, the, right off the bat is that although like when you look from the outside in, like it's not just all engineering contributions that are needed here. Like I said, this, this next season of building this network into what it can be as a heavy lift for the entire crypto ecosystem is going to require a lot of lift from a lot of people. Um, and so from that standpoint, you know, like, well, maybe we'll come to engineering last, but in terms of keeping up to speed with things, I think the, the Thorchain accounts and a lot of the community Twitter like handles are doing a great job of propagating information. 
if you want to get a little bit closer to the metal, obviously Discord's a great place. Like um, a lot of information is shared there, especially in the in the dev Discord about you know timelines, where things are where things are at from an engineering perspective, you know what bottlenecks we're currently experiencing, things like that. I know the LPU community is doing a great job in terms of informing things. Same with uh, with ThorSwap. So there's a there's a couple of great community discords that are really good about propagating information. Um, so in terms of that's those are really good watering holes. Um, actually, and I mean like we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll show you guys a little bit, but I mean you guys have great news newsletters in terms of just synthesizing things. So we've got a lot of good information coming from a lot of places. If you want to just keep tuned in, um, and one of the things that we're going to start doing, like as you mentioned, is like um, yesterday, right when the ETH chain actually launched. You know, we were on kind of this like on this call behind the scenes, make you know, like watching the network, making sure things were going well. And like, we're like, well, shit, let's just hop into Discord and, and let people ask, you know, like, let's start opening this thing up. And so one thing I think everybody can expect a bit more of is stuff like this. Right. So whether it's calls on Discord or Twitter spaces, um, calls with the team who's actually building things so we can ask questions, share where we're seeing things. And I think that's going to be a huge piece of this. OK, so that's kind of the first piece. Now, how to get involved. There are so many ways to get involved, it's ridiculous. Um, so if, like I said, if, if you're not on the engineering side, don't let that be a, a deterrent because um, there's a lot of surface area here. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with some of the things. So like, um, you know, uh, data and analytics, I'll start with one area. So in terms of sharing, vol like ThorChain's got, you know, it's got its own health, right? And so figuring out how to tell the story effectively, like narrative is extraordinarily important in any domain. And I think you see it a lot in crypto, but figuring out how to, you know, inform people about the nature of ThorChain, what it's doing. It's not some shit coin. Like there is a lot of, there's a lot to do. And so sharing the health of the network, figuring out how and what to share, I think is a big piece of that. And so any folks who are interested in like, just, you know, converging on storytelling and sharing the, you know, the actual metrics, data analytics for what ThorChain health looks like and doing that in a consistent way with other community members. Like I'm like, I think I'll speak for everybody who's, who's up here is like, feel free to DM any one of us and we'll get you plugged into the stream. Like there's no, we're trying to, you know, there's, there's there's no separation from what you want to do to actually putting it into action. And we can figure out who you need to get tapped into to make things real. Um, on the other side, you know, like products on top of this are great. We could use a lot of help with, uh, you know, dashboards, uh, some some things for node operators. If it's like, um, you know, different, different network states, we have a lot to do there. Um, to move a little bit towards the engineering side, you know, there's a little bit of things on the, uh, on the library side. So, Things like Midgard and some of the some of the some of the libraries that are just above the core Thornode libraries are areas where we could really use engineering help. Like I said, this next 100x for Thorchain looks a lot different, and we've got a lot more surface area that's going to emerge. And so, figuring out who are the folks that want to contribute on the engineering side and getting them around the table now, I think is is a really good time. So, if you're interested on the engineering side, and this this could be JavaScript, TypeScript, Go, um, you you know we've got a, we've got a, we've got a lot to work with. Um, so feel free to reach out. And then on the Thornode side, similarly, if there's folks who are, who are interested in this, this, in my opinion, is one, is, this is the confluence of, of every major network in crypto. And so there's a lot of interesting work here. Um, and so on the engineering side, yeah, highly recommend. And if there's any questions, just, you know, shoot any one of us a link. So you've got Son of Odin, you've got anyone, and we'll, we're all standing by to take inbound and just chat with you. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a, there's a bit more, but in terms of, you know, liquidity operations, things like that. Like there's just a lot, there's a lot to do and there's a lot of ways to contribute. So it's almost like if you have an idea for something you'd like for the ecosystem to, to have or a way you'd like to join or a team you'd like to join, do not hesitate to reach out. Like everybody who's on this call from listener to speaker, whatever, 
we're all part of the same same thing. We'll get you, like I said, plugged into wherever we can. Awesome, yeah. A couple shout outs, just riffing off of what you're saying about uh, telling a story, getting involved, telling a story. You don't have to be um, a technical or an engineer to to, to get involved at that level. Um, you know, there's some great models for this. Alex Simpson, um, it, you know, took oh, the initiative. Doing great stuff. Yeah, and he, um, you know. You guys might be familiar with his Twitter threads, and then we're actually now syndicating them on on RuneBase. Um, but he's doing great data analysis of things like liquidity pools and um, and and depths and how they affect like price action and that kind of thing. Um, Alex Simpson, Thornoob, J- uh, Jatten, and, and the Thornoob Initiative, where they're doing like weekly um, Twitter threads about updates in the Thorchain ecosystem. Obviously, our friends at Chi Capital, Coleslaw, Thor Lady, um, all of these great community members who are just doing their part, you know, educating and, and participating and just telling the story about Thorchain, helping it reach a broader audience. Um, and then and along those lines too, like what people don't see is all the, all the work that's going on behind the scenes. Like you mentioned Cole and Thor lady and everybody, like there's a lot of communication behind the scenes and there people are putting in a lot of time to just figure out how to, how to get the information out. So um, yeah, more, more people will help on this one. Awesome. And uh, speaking of shout outs here, shout out to our uh, fellow co-host here on stage. Now, Chad, our friendly hey. uh, chief chat officer of, of Thorchain, the, the one true Chad. Uh, the official Thor Chad. The one. Chad, you with us? Oh, looks like you're... Yep. Sorry, I just had trouble with the mic there. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Listening <laughs> hey, in. Chad. How you guys doing? Doing great. A pleasure to have you. And uh, actually, Chad and I just got off our, our... We finally were able to connect for a room-based interview yesterday. And so um, have that coming out next week. But, um, and then, and we talked a lot about, I mean, it was, it was a perfect timing too, because, you know, it's such an exciting time for the Thorchain ecosystem. And we're starting to see, you know, I heard this analogy once that when you're working on software and I think Thorchain might be the most extreme example of this, but, you know, it's like you're building icebergs and you build them from the bottom up, right? And so like 80% of an iceberg is below water. And then it finally, after, you know, months or years of work, things start to peak above water. And, and yesterday was one of those major peaks above water with the Ethereum chain uh, finally restarting. So yeah, Chad, I appreciate your efforts, and and uh, on behalf of the whole Thorchain community, you know, we, we really appreciate the work you guys are doing, and and, uh, and thank you for it. Oh, sure, and I, I'm just one kind of cog in the in the machine, in a sense too. Like uh, like Gavin and I runs did a, a lot of work around uh, all that. There's a bunch of other developers. Like I'm just one cog in the wheel, one cog in the machine. You know. Awesome. And do you want to give a quick status update? I mean, like what what happened yesterday, and explain its significance. Uh, you know. Like kind of like historically or looking forward with Thorchain. Yeah, well, yesterday was kind of like um, it's not the last bit, but it's getting pretty close. It's, it's close, it was the most um, um, intense bit, right, in terms of the restarting of, of the Thorchain uh, protocol, and that's because the the two instances we had back in July were were done through you know um, either ERCT or, or or smart contracting like uh, manipulations and so that was kind of the most contentious you know action right um, by a good by a good margin and so that's partially why the, the we as the core devs decided to kind of relaunch Ethereum last is because we just want to have as much time as possible to get as many eyes as possible to you know reflect uh, view, review audit you know, all that kind of stuff. And so getting that back online is just kind of like the most difficult part in some sense, right? Uh, which was like kind of quite significant. Uh, the next part is doing a churn, uh, which will happen probably in the next week or so. And then also getting um, 
raising the caps, I guess, is another kind of milestone. And once you do those things, like everything's back online, everything's trading, everything's like all the functionality is there. And then we can start switching uh, our, our focus on to our new features like uh, light nodes or YIG nodes or uh, synthetics and other things that are kind of planned in the immediate future. Can I, you mind if I add something on the tail end of that, Chad, too, of uh, one of the pieces on the, secu- the security side, everybody is really aware of what Thorsec is. Um, and just like, and the core team has done an amazing job of, of working with like this, this kind of these, like, think about it this way. At one of the most stressful times in network development, we added this, we had like, we all collectively put together the security team, which then augments and changes the development process a little bit. So it's already high stress. And then you add this function that's like focused like a laser on just nitpicking everything. And so the core team has done an amazing job of just absorbing this and having this become a part of the development process in a way that like, boy, it's, it's amazing. Like, and, and then uh, as, as a side effect of this, something to understand is like, you know, where you have really good people, other really good people tend to show up. And so Thorsec, I know it's been said, but it's led by these, by a couple of white hats who are just amazing at what they do. They've been exploiting networks for a while. However, as a result of their involvement, um, they're able to loop in some amazing people. So on the ETH, on the ETH and ERC20 restart side, um, one of the guys who explicitly found and exploited, uh, found some exploits in the Geth client most recently, um, he's involved on the security side. And basically, he and his team are the ones who are hammering on the contracts and the router. And they're basically building some uh, what will be open sourced infrastructure that'll be ThorChain's uh, security and, or like a, it'll kind of set a foundation for ThorChain's kind of uh, en- engineering and security infrastructure side so that we don't have to start from scratch all the time. But either way, um, that's that's kind of some of the stuff that happens just behind the scenes that it's not really cool to talk about. However, um, when you actually realize who's involved and in, in how they're doing it, now, that's not a guarantee of safety, but what it is, is it's showing that like um, crafting some of these new unique models around how ThorChain can secure itself that aren't just, um, that aren't just you know, the standard practice, it's important for us to do. And so a lot of that stuff is happening. And as a result of some of the foundation that's been laid, some amazing humans are getting involved on the other side. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it, it occurs to me as you're saying that, you know, we have, we have a dedicated team focused on, um, you know, reviewing every commit, uh, like on, on an ongoing basis. It's not like, uh, this is the kind of protocol where you can, you know, QA at once and then, uh, and then have it be solid for different reasons. Thorchain is, has been described as, you know, more complex than any, like any other decks, certainly, but even any other L1, um, Chad, can you give some insight into like, what, why is that? What, what is it about ThorChain that makes it just orders of magnitude more complicated than other projects in, in like DeFi or crypto? Yeah, well, so uh, blockchain like t- technology by itself is a very, very complicated thing. It's like one of the more, more difficult things to build in, in computational science. You know, it's right up there with, with AI. Like AI and, and computational uh, and blockchain are probably the two most difficult kind of fields in the space right uh in the computational science space and and partially because getting a uh consensus is a difficult thing it's actually a difficult problem to solve that's what satoshi did you know back in 2009 effectively or actually earlier than that but of of solving the byzantine uh fault tolerance problem which has been an unsolved problem in computer science for a very long period of time and and this individual or individuals or whatever had, had cracked it. And so well, the, the difficult that difficulty that Thorchain has uh, is always one of the things it has is that it's trying to reach a consensus on top of consensus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got this really kind of meta and kind of stacking uh, concept of like, you're trying to get multiple uh, blockchains that are all fundamentally designed, starkly different from each other uh, in many cases. 
and you're trying to get them to agree all on a, a piece of the state of each other, right? Like you're trying to get a, almost in a sense, you're trying to get Ethereum to get a uh, an agreement on what's happening on Bitcoin, and when Bitcoin an agreement's happening on you know Dogecoin and so forth and so on, and so that is uh, conceptually a very difficult thing to do uh, in many respects. Um, in addition to that, you have to design a new AMM model that makes sense. You have to design a new economic model that makes sense because the older economic models of how we think about DEXs on layer ones like on Ethereum are fundamentally structured very differently. And so you have to think uh, in new ways of solving uh, newer problems, right? Um, we had to think about problems of like, how do we solve like MEV attacks, right? Uh, in a sense. And like, so there's, there's so many um, innovations. I mean, even just the cryptography itself is also like a brand new concept that nobody's ever really done before. And, and, and ThorChain is probably the biggest, uh, you know, implementation of threshold signatures and i think arguably the first uh, maybe ren was slightly for uh, a couple months before us but like and not even that's like not even um complete mpc it's got a different uh, mechanism for creating the private keys but um it is a very uh, difficult thing in many respects economically speaking cryptography speaking technically speaking and then on top of that you're building a consensus on top of consensus <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, consensus on top of it, consensus like reaching not just one other consensus uh, you know, like L1, but like five at this point and many more to come. Five at this point. We, we start with one and with Binance and, and Binance is arguably the, the, the easiest one because it has instant finality and there's no um, like programming built, no smart contract of any kind or programming language built into it. So it's it's very easy to connect to and it's very reliable to connect to with the assumption that, that like, you know, CZ is not going to do something crazy and like, you know, change the chain entirely overnight but like that's arguably the simple simplest one to do and we, and we did that one first just to prove the technology prove the concept prove the economics mm-hmm. right all that kind of stuff well over a year ago um and then adding more chains in is just that all, all those chains take time to, to to bake right and to to harden and to make sure we get all those things right when we first launched multi-chain in april there was a whole host of bugs and issues in those first like month or two that needed to be solved like gas got really complicated uh, in many respects, we were we were actually uh, maybe I might probably not intentionally, but we actually were attacked by a chain analytics company by sending like dust attacks at, oh at, uh, on Bitcoin onto the network. Right, uh, Bitcoin Cash had a, like an in, like an attack on the network that was not intentional, where it was like it was changing addresses that we were sending funds to <laughs> underneath us. <laughs> like that was a surprising thing that happened. Like there were so many things that that kind of we needed to work out in those first few months that we could not work out in a testnet because te- testnet functions differently, uh, in some respects at least, uh, and so that needed time to bake and harden all those things. And like even just that problem by itself, like how do you handle gas? Like that's a hard problem on itself because you have to have think about that mm-hmm. every chain handles gas differently, right? And some it's like static, like on Binance, and some it's variable, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. But then Bitcoin has like child pays for parent and. Ethereum does not. And if you make a transaction with not enough gas on Ethereum and you want to make a transaction after that, you can't actually do that. You have to like re- you have to cancel the previous one and then make a new transaction with the higher gas amount. Like each one, each chain has their own kind of uh, idiosyncrasies about how you kind of connect and operate with on them. And you have to have a, a, a network. ThorChain has to operate on all those very efficiently, very reliably, and it has to ensure that transactions are sent out, you know, relatively speaking now. <laughs> hey, Chad, 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 if you'd just go ahead and make that work, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that we've been spending, uh, it took us like two years to get that work. 
right? And, and we're still getting to work now. Like if fun- fundamentally it functions now, I mean, we can all make trades, which is great and that kind of stuff. But, you know, who knows, we might find some more edge cases in the next, you know, few months of some wacky stuff happening or some, you know, like we got into a situation uh, where I think it was, and correct if I'm wrong, uh, like Ethereum got into a split, right? It did a chain split uh, when that Geth client was mm-hmm. um, exploited, right? And people started making all these transactions that caused all these issues. And so, like, that would have been a problem. For, like, it wasn't a problem for us because we happened to have the chain, Ethereum chain, you know, halted at that time. But if we were operating at that moment, like, we would have had to solve that problem, right? And most likely what we had would have had to done is just halt the Ethereum chain until Ethereum kind of settles out their shit and, you know, figured out what, what the reality is on that chain before we start operating on, on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's all sorts of things that may and probably will happen that will cause all sorts of kind of chaos in a sense, hence chaos net, uh, to, to, to cause, you know, uh, like, issues within this network, you know? As this... It's the it's, it's going to be a never ending struggle to some degree because every chain is going to be making changes and get exploited. I mean, you, like it's Solana, like Solana was you know fucked by a uh, massive amount of transactions happening, and they get all the nodes kind of got confused about what the state was, and the chain halted for uh, I think it was like seven hours or eleven hours, whatever the hell the number was. And so we have to like be able to adjust to that in a way that we don't compromise the security of the network and we don't lose you know funds because of some you know uh reorganization trends uh reorgs of like solana for example which normally you wouldn't see that and you wouldn't expect that but maybe in this edge case scenario that possibly could happen right so the security surface area of thorchain is astronomically large uh by any DeFi project in the space by i would argue a very good margin and that's just the that that you just inherit that when you're trying to deal with all of these different you know chains and getting a consensus a, a consensus on consensus, mm-hmm. and then every time we add a new chain, we're adding in a new opportunity for security to be you know another issue, mm-hmm. right? We have to analyze. Uh, okay, we're adding you know you know Ethereum Classic for example. You know, well maybe we don't want to do that because you know it got a reorg of like some crazy amount of like. 40,000 blocks or something insanely large, right, a few months ago. And so we have to think about that as a community of like, what are the security risks of adding this new chain? And what is the value proposition of adding this? Like, how much economic value can it have? Can, how much, you know, liquidity can it add to the Thorchain network if we add this new chain? And so we have to all have to think about this question very, you know, clearly and, and come to a, a community consensus on what we want to do. Yeah. And actually, you know, to that point, it, you, you know, extending on that, each of these uh, integrations with different L1s that are added to the network, uh, they're not like set in stone. You know, each, each L1 is, is, is having its own updates, its own improvements, like Ethereum's, you know, will release a new or pr- like uh, propose a new uh, EIP and, and pass it. And then all of a sudden that, that has implications on ThorChain and the work that ThorChain's team has to do to, to keep that chain active. And yeah, and there's even, there's even a possibility that a chain makes some sort of change that is incompatible with ThorChain for whatever reason, right? Like, let's assume that a chain adds KYC, for example, which is kind of a bad example, but it's theoretically possible, right? We might have to, like, you know, what we call Ragnarok a chain, right? right. Just destroy the chain on, on ThorChain, and then all the liquidity just gets dumped out into the you know, people's wallets again. All the LPers get all their funds back, uh, ideally speaking, if that's even an option. It depends on what the situation is, but, like... 
maybe a chain kind of explodes entirely and all that liquidity is basically locked up forever because the, the chain died, right? That's also possible, right? In some scenarios. There's, there's, there's an interesting thing though that you're, that you're pointing out, right? Like when we were talking, we opened up the call with a little bit of this of like, all right, so we're going to need to develop some new movements as a network to allow us to kind of absorb these, you know, this growth in, in chain connections. And one of the thoughts is, and like open, open to the community here too, is like, it'd be nice for people who are deep in a given network to also step up and maybe volunteer to like volunteer time on like, you know, to be a guardian of a particular connection, right. Where there's somebody who is dedicated, let's say like, let's say we've got the, uh, you know, Terra connection coming up. Right. And so somebody or, you know, one or two people who are just like deep on that network who, uh, who effectively function as guardians of that network connection, where basically they're keeping an eye on, uh, on, on that ecosystem. And if anything's coming down the pipe where it's like, Hey, this is a major change in the protocol. This is an X or Y or Z where those people where we basically have, you know, pods or groups of people who are functioning as the, as the kind of points of connection. And this is beyond just the engineering, but folks who are dedicated to a given area. I think that's an area that, that could use some development and figuring out, uh, just, you know, as this thing starts to grow. Um, but there's a lot of ways to approach the problem that, that Chad's kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I I would love to see a world where we have, you know, ambassadors to foreign chains, like the Bitcoin ambassadors and Ethereum ambassadors and Solana ambassadors, like people who are deeply, you know, as, as Gavin was just saying, deeply seated in, in that community and our community that can operate to help keep our community up to date of like, hey, there's a big change happening on Solana that, you know, maybe it has implications to ThorChain and we need to think about how does it affect us, right? Like IP1559, like that's a change that was happening downstream. Does that affect us in any way? Do we need to make code changes to be compatible with the new change? Uh, no, we don't in that particular case. Or maybe, you know, with uh, Taproot or Schnorr, like does that affect, you know, the compatibility that ThorChain has with that particular chain? All those things need to be kind of kept an eye on and kind of, keep, you know, keep your finger on the pulse. And I'm not going to do that to me, honestly. There's just too many chains that I'm just too, you know, uh, spread out as already. We're going to need, I think, individuals to kind of step up and be ambassadors to particular chains and kind of keep us into the know and and, and manage those relationships. Yeah. So speaking of which, I mean, and you, you think about like some of the we talked about the, the opening of this call a little bit about like, you know, what are ways that the community can kind of hop in? This is one of those domains where it's like if you like it's a multi-chain world already. So if, if you already like ThorChain overlaps with a lot, it's going to overlap with more. And so if there's a uh, chain or an ecosystem that you like were listening to, like you particularly like drop one of us a DM and let's start creating this role together because this is one of those domains where like maybe on it's on the weekly call or maybe on, on weekly calls on discord, we wind up having these folks share, Hey, this is what's going on in that ecosystem. This is what could affect us. And all this stuff just winds up becoming just a part of how this network runs. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely an area for involvement. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to call that out too. And I see uh, your, our colleague here at nine realms, Orion, uh, he and I have been kind of jamming on this idea. And I think he called this role the guardians. Like each chain will have a guardian yeah. and it's like a community yeah. ambassador. Um, and that's that's what we're shouting out to. And so, you know, tying this notion of like ThorChain's complexity in with how the community can, can get involved, um, you know, to to Gavin's point here, there's going to be this this opportunity for anybody who wants to help just basically, yeah, be the ambassador, be the kind of have eyes on updates on a particular chain. And then, um and then, you know, as different proposals or different updates uh, kind of come onto the frontier or come onto the horizon for that, um, making sure that the ThorChain core team um, and development team is, is uh, kind of aware of that and, and, uh, and kind of helping to manage and negotiate uh, that integration point. Um, so I guess 
Gavin, what are Gavin or Chad, what, what, what would be, if someone wanted to help step up into that role, what would be a good way for them to, uh, to raise their hand for that? You know, like in, we got to create this thing. And so just DM one of us and <laughs> cool. like, we're going to create it together. So there's not really a spec or, and again, nobody's really kind of done or created a, a role or an ecosystem like this. And so we've got to do this, you know, from the ground up, which is how everything has been done here. Um, and so just DM one of us and we can talk through it. It's like, what's, what's the domain or what's the ecosystem that you're interested in? You know, like, what would this look like? And we can figure out, you know, what, are, what's, what's the information that would be useful? How can we share it? And maybe how can we create some rituals around sharing it with the broader community and the engineering team and basically making sure that this, that this works because, uh, yeah, it's, I think this is, this is how it's like ThorChain is this unique grand central station of, of connectivity. And so as the connective tissue, like, like the metaphor of like people are always obsessed with the muscles because that's what's obvious. But ThorChain is kind of this like nervous system. It's the connective tissue between things that's a little bit less obvious. Um, and so getting involved here and figuring out how to make these connections work really well, I think, is, is some of the magic in, behind this. Um, so anybody that wants to, to get involved from that standpoint... Um, we got to craft this right now from the ground up. So be part of it, man. That was a world-class analogy right there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in awe. I'm like, people are obsessed with the muscles because that's obvious, but ThorChain is the connective tissue that's a, uh, or the nervous system. Uh, that's powerful. <laughs> um, so awesome. So let's, let's, uh, do something fun here. Um, first off, we have, a, we have a couple friends on stage as well. We have uh, bull and badgers, uh, who, these two guys, uh, I, I can't say enough about like their hustle. I mean, they're, they're out there alongside Thor swap, zero X ventures and Thor Chad's down. Um, just, I, I feel like I'm working uh, alongside these guys across like five or six different initiatives in the ecosystem. Um, I'm going to give, give you guys a chance to, uh, to introduce yourselves really quickly and then talk about uh, a bit about what's going on at your level. Um, with, uh, there's a, a really exciting announcement. I think it was it just this morning. Um, guys can hear us. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Badger. Thank you. Howard. Thanks for letting me be on stage. Yeah, Nugan. The, um, hey, guys. Nice to see you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, do you guys want to introduce yourself real quick and then talk about, uh, I tease it a little bit here, but um, what did you guys just announce that uh, we have to look forward to here? So I'm Uncle Badgers, uh, project manager for SOP, and I work with the Bull as well. Bull, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm the Bull. I think uh, maybe everyone knows me as well, maybe. <laughs> man, the bull needs no introduction. Yeah, on this call. The man who doesn't everyone. sleep. Yeah. The man who works too much. Awesome. And, uh, and uh, what's the I'm latest? The... Uh, I mean, you guys are involved in a bunch of different things, but um, yeah, what, what's, uh, what's the latest with you guys? What's, what's going on in your world? I almost, so... I almost lost the count for the, for the things we are working on right now. Uh, we, uh, yeah, so released, we revealed oh, NFT yeah, trophies this morning uh, on a live EMA reveal on Discord. That was pretty fun. And then also you might have just seen the article as well about the full swap um, token launch as well. Just Medium Post just posted a couple of hours ago, actually. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. November the 1st is our launch date, hopefully. And uh, yeah, so launching on Thor Starter uh, with a cap of $300 per wallet. And then after that, a few days after, I think November the 3rd, will be a full chain uh, token launch as well. So you'll pool asymmetrically with Rune to acquire Thor. And then and then we'll be on Sushi. And hopefully it goes all smooth and uh, 
the the best well that's biased from me but the best interface currently built for for chain is launching so it's pretty exciting i would say yeah exciting time and uh the nft reveals looked great it looked like uh four of the eight nft trophies and these nft trophies uh from thor chad's dow are correct me if i'm wrong but they're they're nfts that uh that people can earn just by taking different actions in the thor chain ecosystem yeah, so the first season is basically a little hint on the four Chad score. So it's basically a challenge system that analyzes your on-chain metrics of how you've used uh, your wallet in Thor Chain and how you use your wallet in Thor Swap. So we uh, want people to you know go on the site and calculate the score. Um, we're, we're releasing an update next week on the four Chad score as well, and we have quite a few good projects that we're partner with and within the DeFi world who um, want to u- utilize for Chad score, let's say. I uh, can't awesome. really say much yet, but uh, all, all will be revealed next week. Awesome. We, I'm happy to tease that we are working with, uh, like ThorGuards is collaborating with ThorChad score. So uh, ThorGuards, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that a full announcement for later, but, uh, but there will be an integration there. So we'll, we'll, uh, the first of many collaborations between ThorGuards and, and uh, ThorChad's DAO here to come um that's super exciting yeah it's exciting yeah and then the thor swap ido uh monday what is it monday november 1st it's here in about a week and a half uh on thor starter um this is going to be the thor token uh which awesome awesome uh ticker symbol and you guys are truly worthy of, of the name there and and can you give people an idea of what um what's why why they should be excited about the thor token uh and the thor swap ido um, sorry, Nugan, you cut for me. Um, so, Paul, if you heard what you said, <laughs> you could answer. Yeah. Can you can you repeat can you repeat again? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying. Um, can you give people an idea of, of why they should be excited about the Thor token and the upcoming IDO? Well, uh, in my personal opinion, I believe ThorSwap is building a god speed. So we're working on many products right now. Especially excited for Tor Shutdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because we have a long roadmap till next year. Uh, yeah, we are pretty busy. Awesome. Can't say so much on, on the upcoming <laughs> products, but uh, yeah, it's very excited. I'm very excited. Sure, and I'm, the synergy is unreal as well. I just I I'm just received the questions on 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 Telegram. Crypto Batman is asking. Uh, Who's managing Toriel right now? Uh, yeah, I'm proud to say that ToriSwap is managing Toriel and it's being updated. And uh, an update should come already the next week. We are also working on the iOS app with Big Boss that I think some community members don't know already him. And yeah, it will be massively updated. It will be the, I hope it will be the leading up for the Torchain ecosystem because I'm working really hard to, to make it happen. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for the future. Awesome. Yeah, we're all excited for you. Uh, so if anybody wants to learn more about that, they can check out um, uh, ThorSwap or ThorStarter has a lot of great resources, including a recent AMA with you guys. We, we published the recap of that on roombase.org as well. Um, uh, Thor Starter itself, uh, extremely exciting time for Thor Starter. We we uh, we have a part, partly what we want to do with these calls is invite more of the ecosystem founders and and builders onto the 
onto the stage as well. But um, in lieu of them being here right now, uh, our friends at Thor Starter are have announced. Um, so the next ideas are Thor Swap. Uh, and then I believe uh, blanket on this if it's uh, either Thor, Thor Wallet or yeah Thor Wallet and then Mind Network. Uh, Thor Starter has also announced that they are uh, start beginning development on a Terra ecosystem integration. So they're going to be moving cross uh, cross chain here and being able to launch Terra ecosystem projects. Um, I connected with the team here, uh, actually uh, in in Austin last or over the course of the week, and they told me that they they put out this bounty. Uh, asking for introductions to tarot ecosystem projects. You guys might've seen this and the inbound that they got was ridiculous, like, like over like 25 introductions already. Um, and so we have a lot to look forward to from that. And uh, the ETH chain restart, I mean, we don't want to talk too much about price, but Thor starter had a hell of a day yesterday. Um, and we're looking forward to, to more, uh, more of that good energy for, for the upcoming uh, launches. Um, as well, broker finance released their Q4 2021 roadmap. Um, they are also doing a Terra, uh, and mirror integrations. Uh, they'll be, uh, the ability to provide liquidity on Thorchain. Uh, they'll have, uh, long farms on mirror, they'll have Delta neutral, neutral strategies and broker is, uh, aiming to provide a super user-friendly interface that abstracts away all of these like complicated DeFi primitives and give users a very simple, uh, a very simple interface through which they can earn DeFi yields. Um, but without the complexity, um, and, uh, they're also going to be building on top of Thorchain Synthetics, which, um, which actually, uh, you know, Chad, you mentioned this earlier, or Gavin about, um, you know, some of the things that are coming up, like light nodes and, and uh, synthetic assets. Uh, I, I saw a teaser about this on, on Thorchain Twitter. It's actually the pinned tweet right now, um, but uh, it looks like we have uh, Thorchain mainnet to look forward to before uh, by Christmas. Uh, is that a is that a fact? Can we uh, do we have that? Uh, imminent so well i'm not sure you can call it a fact per se because it hasn't happened yet but the i think the intention or the goal that we have is we want to get to mainnet um by the end of the year uh so we start off um 2022 with you know mainnet status or however you want to call it and then 2022 becomes like the year of thorfi effectively and we'll just be very fixated on um, just building new uh DeFi protocols into thorchain and launching those and just adding more uh, things you can do uh, on on cross chain way. I mean that that'll be pretty significant as well. Yeah, and actually you gave me some in- really interesting perspective into the, into this. For anybody, so there's a lot coming to Thorfi. There's obviously there's there's the AMM, um, you know, and there's there's like the Dex, but there's also you know savings and lending and composites and synthetic assets and um, and if anybody's like just curious like I was like how how can Thorchain just build all that so so quickly like you're over the course of the next few months when it's, it's obviously such complex, uh, like the, the entire platform is, is complex. Chad, can you, can you give a bit of insight about how, like you mentioned like this, like 1% ratio of like how much code goes into like creating, for example, like the, uh, the decks, uh, pr- like, uh, primitives. Um, like once you have this like cross chain kind of like logic built the, uh, you know, the, the comparative, the relative, uh, ease with which you can layer on these other these other primitives. Yeah, I mean, well, so the Thorchain code base is very large and very complex, right? And even just the threshold signatures alone is probably about ten x larger than almost every DeFi protocol. <laughs> oh, wow. Just like just just the threshold signatures by itself. <laughs> oh man, not even including 
anything else. And so if you actually look at the code and you, you look at the actual like the swap logic of how you actually swap the business logic of, you know, exchanging asset A to asset, you know, B, uh, that logic is relatively speaking is very, very small. It's only like, you know, a few thousand lines of code, like maybe two or three thousand, something like this. I'm going to guesstimate out of a code base that's like hundreds of thousands of lines of code. Right. So it's actually a very small part of the actual code is the the swapping the amm itself most of that code is around like securing assets and securing the network itself and churning and and like you just and asgard vaults and like bifrost and like chain clients for all these things like all that stuff right all that kind of framework and infrastructure to to have a functional chain that can connect cross-chain uh, agnostically the actual business logic of AMM is relatively small and relatively simple. And so when you want to build something like, you know, Thor Savings, for example, the actual code complexity in terms of like the number of lines is relatively small. It's only probably going to be, a, again, probably a few thousand lines of code. It has to be vetted, it has to be tested, it has to be audited, like all these things, of course, and that takes time. But relative to what has been already constructed, it's relatively small. And so you know, building these these things, um, you know, can be done very quickly, um, as they are typically done on Ethereum, because you know, all you're doing in Ethereum is just building business logic. You're not building chain security. You're not building you know anything else other than just like some swap logic for most DEXs on Ethereum, which is relatively speaking quite quite simple. Um, and so you can you can build these features relatively fast, but the the actual process of writing the code is really quick. But the process of validating, testing, and auditing all this stuff can take months, right? And so that that's it's kind of an interesting thing of like the dev process is going to be significantly slower on building you know lending than it was building the AMM stuff because the AMM stuff was built you know while the ch chain didn't exist quite yet, and we could just kind of move fast and break things at that point in time before the chain actually existed and it was, you know, trading actual funds and all that kind of stuff. And so that's, since we launched a live chain, it's now, you now have to be much slower in your dev cycle. And then since the July, we've added ThorSec into the process and other teams into the process of development. And that obviously is going to slow things down even further. And that's, that's probably the appropriate and the thing to do. You don't want to be, you know, move fast and break things when you have hundreds of millions of dollars of other people's money <laughs> riding on mm -hmm. the line here. Yep. You want to be, you want to be slower, more calculated, more careful uh, and all that kind of stuff. And even these features, when we do launch them, like synthetics, for example, will be ramped up. It won't be just turn it on and it's, you know, full fledged, you know, zero to 88 miles per hour, you know, uh, source speak. It's going to be, you know, synthetics will probably have a cap of like 5% of the depth of the pools will be allowed to be mint, minted on the network just to keep the exposure very, very, very small. So if there is a problem, it wouldn't be a massive issue in a sense, right? Uh, and then we'll kind of, just as, as we raise the caps, we'll <laughs> raise the synthetics caps, right? And so we'll, we'll get up to probably 33% eventually. Same thing with lending, same thing with Thor savings. So it'll probably start with a fixed rate of maybe 5% in the, in the very beginning and then We'll ramp it up as we get more and more confidence and, and clarity and make sure there's no economic issues, technical issues um, that could exploit funds in one, one form number, one form or another. We want to start small, start simple, and then ramp it up over time slowly and carefully as the code and the chain kind of proves its, its viability, reliability, security, resiliency, these kinds of things. Will these, um, these primitives, will these be shipping during ChaosNet or will it wait for mainnet? 
Uh, some before and some after, okay. right? So synthetics will probably ship, you know, before mainnet happens. Um, light nodes will ship before light node that happens. We'll probably add a bunch of chains before mainnet is hit. We'll probably add, you know, Dogecoin and I think Dash and Decredit are on the docket um, and a few others, I awesome. think. Um, those ones are relatively easy to, to, to do because they're pretty low. Um, they're pretty much the same as what we already built. Mm-hmm. And so they're, 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 they're very similar to, to easy to implement other ones that are, that are more complex like Solana and, um, and, uh, like Monero are much more technically complex. Zcash is actually pretty easy to do because it has two different types of addresses. So that makes it a lot easier to implement with. Um, and I think, uh, nine realms is working on, um, Adam, uh, the Gaia chain along with Terra. Those should be relatively simple because because Binance chain is actually a Cosmos chain. So the the code we have for Binance will, I think, eighty percent is probably the same, right? And so those will be a little bit easier to implement, I think, um, and to validate. Um, awesome. Yes, but so I think I think on this side of of, of twenty one of this side of the year of of, of um, in twenty twenty one, I think we'll see a few th- uh, Thorify things, but we probably won't see uh, Thor savings. We might see Thor savings. Actually, that might actually happen. It's possible. We'll definitely see, see synthetics. Synthetics. We'll definitely see uh, a bunch more chains added to the network. Uh, and I think definitely you're going to see uh, light nodes or yig nodes, where I might be calling them. Um, but th- major Thor five features will be <laughs> will be next year. I think. Awesome. Well, we're we're excited for it. Um, before we wrap up here, a couple things. Uh, first off, oh, we're joined by uh, Thad. Thad is um, like marketing uh, one of the marketing director for um, for Thor Starter. So we got that on stage here. And then also just in the, in the, in the remaining minutes here, um, we can take a few questions from the audience. If anybody wants to uh, raise your hand or request uh, to hop on, we can, we can get you up and then uh, invite you up for the last few minutes here. Uh, but- and Alan, Alan, I'll just say that um, you did a, a great overview of what we got going at ThorStarter. Um, obviously, we've got this kind of backlog of awesome Thor5 we've been waiting to launch. It was our original... <laughs> goal for why we exist and um yeah you did a great overview of what we're doing there as well as our uh q4 move to terra which we are very excited about so onwards uh thank you for for covering for us there you you know the story awesome yeah and uh i mean yeah we, we love you guys you're I, I loved this tweet that um Thorchain, the Thorchain twitter had uh, a little while ago but like you know uh an investment in uh, or like investing in, in, in Rune is an investment in a multi-chain future and then investing in X Rune is an investment in the Thorchain ecosystem. Um, and uh, so we love you guys. And speaking of the Thorchain ecosystem, got some updates here from our friends at X DeFi Wallet. They, they're not able to make the call today. Um, but uh, as a lot of you know, they, they had their uh, public launch last week, X DeFi being the cross-chain MetaMask. It's like MetaMask, but works across, I think, six different chains currently. Um, and more to come. It was incubated inside of Thorchain and then is currently just the best way to use a Thorchain enabled exchange. Um, and uh, they have gained 10,000 users since their public launch. Uh, they're like Thorstarter, their Terra release uh, and, and Thorchain itself, their Terra release is, is imminent as well. So we have that to look forward to. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for anybody that's, that you know, is, is not on it, definitely check out xdefi.io. They have somehow managed to make software that is both more powerful and easier to use than, than the incumbent, which is a kind of paradoxical combination. Normally, complexity and uh, uh, n- normally simplicity and power are uh, you know exist sometimes at odds, and um, and they've managed to to combine both a more powerful, useful tool with uh, easier to use one. 
Uh, you want? Can I throw something out on the side of that? Please. Uh, uh, like so. So one thought is like when you are doing something relatively interesting or halfway interesting in, in the world, uh, the side effects of it are things that change the industry. Even just the side effects of its presence. And one thing to notice is like um, so. Like when they were designing uh, TCP/IP, like the protocol itself, way back in the day. It was the side effects of just lazily passing packets around and things like that. That they, they were they were like discoveries, effectively, that were things that we now take as givens. Anyways, for everybody listening, like the things that are shaking out of the of the Thorchain ecosystem, like XDefi and some of these projects, like the the side effects of us all working together on this are things that are improving the multi-chain space because it's like multi-chain crypto is in its complete infancy. If crypto is like if crypto is kind of starting to learn to walk you know, multi-chain is like barely, it's not even crawling, right? And so we're building all these tools from the ground up together. But a lot of the tools that are shaken out in terms of like what you just said, there's a paradox of usability as well as a massive increase in complexity, but they're nailing it. And it's the same thing with Thorchain itself, right? There's there's an increase in complexity, but the abstractions are working. And so, so it does too. But just the point of like getting involved in this ecosystem is going to put you at the center point of all this of, of this this kind of intersection, right? Um, and so a lot of the things that we're already seeing shake out kind of point in that direction of like there's some interesting stuff happening here, and just putting yourself in orbit will likely put you into you know you'll have a good purview of what's unfolding just across everything. Yeah, what are some of the things that are also missing? I mean, that are so uh, wallet infrastructure, liquidity pools that enable things like uh, an AMM and index. What are some um, what are some other kind of yeah, primitives that are, some, that are yet to evolve. Really good multi-chain multi-sig. Um, you know, like in the same way that we've got a lot of amazing tools in the, in the Ethereum ecosystem for managing DAOs and things like that. None of that stuff really exists to go across. You know, to hop from, you know, uh, Ethereum into into Terra per se, or or onto Solana. Like, so a lot of that you wind up in on these central network kind of uh, use different networks for given capabilities. Um, so that that's that's one that jumps out to me. Um, that a lot of people are building or that you've got to like find some workaround solution, but there's going to be a lot like yeah. every, you kind of take things for granted in your own ecosystem yep. until you step into the multi-chain space. Yeah. And actually one other very simple thing that I've noticed is like, just like cross chain ag- like data aggregators. So it's If you go to like DeFi pulse, you know, you're, you're going to be missing actually a lot of DeFi activity because it's, because of it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very focused, very much focused on the Ethereum ecosystem. And they might have a few others going now, but like, I don't think that Thorchain and Thorchain exchanges are indexed on DeFi pools, for example. And that, for, yeah, they're definitely not. Yeah. So that's a, that's an omission. And, and, you know, like, just like anything else, it, Ooh. <laughs> add surface area for complexity there. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, time will tell, you know, be so good. They can't ignore you. I think it, it would be a, a certain point, a glaring omission to already a glaring omission, but an even more obvious one uh, over time here. Um, so, yeah, oh, real quick, just just brought a familiar cow up on stage. I think uh, here's here's a, a guy who's building something really unique for the Thorchain ecosystem. I know, Chad, you yes. are already a beneficiary of this, Gavin. I'm sure you will be as well. And I just received my first pair of this uh, little surprise gift. But um, familiar cow, you want to say hello and and uh, give a quick intro about what you're, what you're working on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, so I'm Familiar Cow, and I'm uh, running Veneer Threads, and uh, you might have seen what we're doing with the uh, the Thor Force One. I've been, I've been around on Twitter a little bit, trying to um, put something out there for the community that really just, uh, just shows Thorchain in the way that 
you know, everyone should be scrolling through their feed saying like, oh my God, what is that? I need to learn about ThorChain. I, I, I'm i a ThorChad. I need to own uh, one of these sneakers. We're building um, NFTs that can be redeemed for physical items. And uh, we just started with this uh, ThorForce One project. Super excited about it. I don't want to take too much time away from uh, everything else that's going on here. I know we're on a, a time crunch, but we're... Uh, we're doing an uh, auction this weekend for 10 pairs of the Thor Force One. So if you haven't seen it, check out the Thor Chain Twitter, uh, Veneer Threads on Twitter. And uh, yeah, see what's going on. Chad's got one. Uh, Wynn's, got one. <laughs> Wynn's got one. Eric Voorhees, all recipients of the, uh, the Thor Force One. And uh, it, it's something I just really wanted to put out there to the community to uh, you know, show show how much we uh, we care about the values of Thor chain decentralization, immutability, uh, being able to trade freely across chains. So it's just a, a thank you to the community, really. Yeah, Chad, what did you think about your Thor Force ones? Oh, those things are awesome. So I, I've had the a privilege of, of wearing them <laughs> once, uh, and I I wore them to a conference I just did in London. Uh, last week or the week before, wherever it was, and uh, they're like, they're so sick. But like, here's the thing: is like, I don't even want to no, wear them. I'm not wearing like, them. They're so, they're, Cal told me to wear them. They're, they're like, so nice. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed them. to be worn. I just, so, I just think they're going to be worth like a million dollars, like you know, whatever you know, in in a, in the six months or a year, or whatever. This is just my crazy septic, my crazy you know brain going off the rails here. But like. I, I don't even want to wear them because no. they'd be worth so much. And I don't want to sell them either. You know, I'll, I'm just going to huddle the fuck out of them. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> just kind of put them so on my I, shelf I, at I home and just like, kind of look at them. I, I want to say this to everybody for the uh, auction. I, I realize this is a kind of a dilemma. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you pay for the sneakers and you, you might not want to wear them. So for everyone that – if you purchase from the auction, there's only one pair per size in the world uh, right now size 8 to 13 so there's only one chance to get your size if, if your size is even there oh, i'm sorry if you got small feet but um if you do purchase from the auction uh you will get a free mint when we do a, a minting event for 222 pairs in a couple weeks so you don't have to worry if you buy from the auction you will get a uh, a free mint for a second pair so you can you can rock them all day and chad you better you better wear them then uh, <laughs> i not <laughs> like i i can't i'm gonna put them on a on a shelf behind me so that like like when i stream or when i'm on zoom calls people can see them but like um if i if i get the auction i i'll i'll, I'll do that but i i gotta i gotta hand it to you cal like what i know i saw i've been seeing the photos uh, i saw chad's like unboxing video and you know it's one thing to see that video i you know i i didn't think too much of it um i, I didn't think too much of it like i think, think too much about it i should say uh, before I saw them and, and I experienced it, like you really didn't cut us like any corners. Like it is a really premium experience. The unboxing, the box, the details. Uh, I was, I was blown away, man. I like, I did not have, uh, any expectations and the, you just like blew them completely away. So definitely uh, good luck with that. I'm really happy to support you on the, on that. It's, it's just a really fun, um, manifestation of this, like this, like door chain spirit, which we all appreciate is like, not only is like the, uh, not only is like the tech incredible and, you know, like we'd be remiss not to talk about, you know, like the, the opportunity, the investment opportunity we all see is like one of the most, like representing one of the most outsized, um, out or what's the word, lopsided bet opportunities in, in crypto today. Um, but then beyond that, just like the community, there's something about this, the energy of the ecosystem, the community developers, the, the projects. Um, and uh, Veneer Threads is a really just fun, cool 
extension of that. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, Chad, Gavin, thank you guys. Bull, Badgers, appreciate you, Thad. Um, and thank everybody for, uh, thank all you guys for, for attending. This has been super fun. Uh, again, this will be the first of a, of a weekly series going forward. We'll do two a month in the U.S. Next week, we'll hand the baton to Thor Lady, who will host uh, twice a week, uh, twice a month. Uh, this weekly call on Fridays for the Asia time zones. So we'll get that global coverage. We are going to be publishing the recordings and uh, written recaps at roombase.org. Um, so you can uh, share that with um, with people who, who weren't able to make it. Uh, I see a lot of familiar faces and, and community members here uh, on the call here. So like DeFi Spot, Acro, Coleslaw, Chad, Chad Thorough, Tradium. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll open up the stage for more uh for, for, for more conversation from, from the community uh, in, in the future ones. That was kind of the intention, but kind of, kind of ran with this opportunity to interview. I think Gavin, I think you and I've been trying to coordinate an interview for like, I don't know, as long as we've known each other now. <laughs> and uh, <we're> just, <laughs> this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time. I, I, and, uh, and so this is a great impromptu interview with, with you and Chad. So thank you guys for, for lending your knowledge, time and insights and wisdom and everything. Thanks for thanks for putting this together. This is exactly what this next season is about. Is this the next the next 100x for Thorchain, y'all? You heard it here first. It's something that uh, Gavin's been kicking around uh, behind closed doors here for a little while, but here we'll we'll peek head above water. Next 100x for Thorchain starts now. Our, our Solana moment imminent. We we think. I don't know, not financial advice. Don't don't uh, seek your financial advisor, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining.